Welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the not sounding like he's dead from coming out of a coma, legend T. James Logan. And with me, (laughs) the man who did come out of the coma, or at least he's going to sound like it. Now, first of all, I want to welcome to the show my co-host, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio? Yeah, how's it going? You you know, it sounds like a lot better than you. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you tell me you've been sick. That you've been dragging it out. Yep. Now, is is yep. it true, or did you and that puppet go on a five day bender? Because I hear Miguel is feeling pretty sick these days. Oh no! And it sounds like he was on a five day bender. Were you on a five day bender? Well, actually, I think I may have found the problem. The resting peewee water. Oh, you've been drinking the Mexican bottled <laughs> POV water. <laughs> Come on, man. We're Canadians. We know better than to I drink know. Mexican water. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I don't know, but I have not drinking it. I've actually used that stuff to light my barbecue. So, um, <laughs> fans, me and Elio are ready to scrounge, scourge, travel. I'm not sure. We're going around the world, and man, <coughs> Elio, this was one heck of a week of a lot of wrestling. I, I'm almost burnt out today. <laughs> I, I heard uh, there. I saw I, there were two pay per views back to back. Yep. And you know what? We're going to go over a lot of stuff. New Japan. Throwing us the god-awful, endless road to Don Taco, which fans, next week we'll finally actually be able to report what the hell happens at Don Taco, which, by the way, isn't even a one-day show. It's like a two- or three-day show to begin with. When's the actual event? It's on third and fourth, I believe. So it'll be this weekend. Um, We had, I can't even believe at this day and age I'm saying this, there was an NWA (laughs) pay-per-view. Called the Crockett Cup. We're going to take a look at that. Oh my goodness. Okay. We also had uh, Impact's Rebellion. Ed mm. plus our regular four shows. So man, we had a lot of wrestling to look at this week. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about some news. First of all, you know what? Before I get into the news, Elio, you, you, did you do anything else this week besides lay in bed and cough furballs? <laughs> no, I uh, I tried to listen to the to WPOV, I couldn't even listen to that and enjoy it. I had to listen to it twice. Wow. Twice? that You must have had... Did you have it at half volume? Maybe if you had to play twice to get... No, no okay. I had it full. I had it full, full volume. volume. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. yeah, as you can tell, my co-host is sounding a little bit rough under the weather. Um, but you know what? I know Elio watched a lot of stuff. I watched a lot of stuff. And... Uh, no matter how sick or burnt out or five-day bender to recovering we are uh, on, we are here to talk about wrestling from across the world. Wrestling is the best remedy for illness. That and Tylenol. Yes. <laughs> Grab the Tylenol, watch some wrestling, I, you'll be fine. I love that attitude, Elio. You know, my wife would say uh, wrestling is what gives her the biggest headache she's had. <laughs> well, except me. Uh, but let's, you know what, let's talk some news. Uh Oh, I know there was some. Uh, you, now you mentioned this to me uh, as as I had just saw the thing and I didn't catch it all. There was four signings in AEW. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of it. I mean, I don't have the full details. So AEW. Um, I didn't get the other two names. However, at uh, Double or Nothing, there's going to be a kickoff show with an over the budget battle royal, and they signed um the best friends for that event. Oh, the best friends. Champaretta and Chuck Taylor. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Over the Budget Battle Royal, that is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) And now, actually, uh, yes, the other two, actually. Apparently, um, nothing's done yet, but it appears that Lucha Brothers may be exclusive to AEW. Really? That is 
in the U.S. in the U.S. and AAA in Mexico, which will pull them out of their other contracts in the other companies, uh, like MLW and Impact. In the process, wow. In the, yeah, MLW MLW appears to be finishing up with them. However, wow, that is a that is a big bit of news on the independent scene. Um, the Lucha Brothers have seemed like they were everywhere, and then for them to go exclusively to AEW, wow, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Um, do you have some more news for me today? Uh, that's about all I have uh, on my end. I thought you said that there you had saw a uh, special secret video. Believe it or not, it was a VHS tape circulating around that proved that Bobby Roode's mustache was in fact the love child of <laughs> Joey Ryan and Silas Young. You know what? Yes, actually, now that you bring that up, you are correct. I. I saw this video. It was like VHS. That shows how old we are. Yes, it does, folks. And for so, <laughs> Bobby Root's mustache. That almost seems like a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's there are the words. I, I'll let you know as your lucky Bobby Root that they're going to have to mock you on the POV show because we don't really touch main <laughs> mainstream WWE. But it was so ridiculous that it crossed over and made us laugh. No, we don't. The only thing we will say, he looks like uh, Silas Young on uh, our end. Well, I, like I said, it looks like Joey Ryan and Silas Young ran into each other full speed. And out came Bobby Roode. <laughs> yep. Bobby Roode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, one of the things we like to do is, um, man, we like to call them polls. But this time, lately, we haven't really been doing like voting kind of polls. We've been doing the kind of polls where we uh, ask you. F- Just ask a good general question. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, 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 we just... Just ask a general yeah, question. We yeah. ask a question and we talk a little bit about something that's, you know, talked with us. What, what we talked about was uh, a job or overcoming, <coughs> uh, overcoming the odds moment that shocked you mm-hmm. the most. I talked about uh, Greg Gagne, uh, who, who right. maybe wasn't technically a jobber, but let's face it, in the pantheon of wrestling, he was basically the promoter's son who just got lucky. And, uh, you know, for a moment, there was a moment where a beatdown by the Road Warriors... And that's right, Road Warriors, not the Legion of Doom, but the Road Warriors, uh, <laughs> did to him back in 1983 that really made me look at him like, holy smokes, that guy really made me buy that moment. So we were wondering, you know, what kind of overcoming odds moments that shocked us the most. So I'm looking at this poll and uh, let's see, we got Emily and please, if I get your name wrong, just remember we're Canadians, just call it that. Okay, Emily Galili says, Lightning Kid over Razor Ramon. You know what? That's the exact one you said, Elio. Yep. Now, Matt Nowak sent two pictures, and it was really funny. The first one was James Ellsworth, which, uh, okay, yeah, he he kind of rised up for nobody. But the second one, the Cedric Von Housen one, which is funny because I'm looking at this picture, and when I first saw it, I was like, who is that? Right? And at first... You know what? I, you know what? I, have, I have seen that picture before, actually. Did, did, but you didn't know who it was, right? I didn't know who well, it was. After no. some research, I thought maybe it was young Baron Corbin. It's not. It's actually a young Johnny Gargano. So a uh, good one, Matt. Yeah, definitely he overcame that crap. Uh, Barry Horowitz. Wow. Talk about the uh, eternal um, jobber. Um, Paul Roma joining the Four Horsemen. Oh, man. Uh, that so what else brought that up was Paul shocking. Roma. And a I'm, terrible not, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Paul Roma. That's just that's a bad taste in my mouth. Uh that was by Ray Spaulding, who also had said Barry Horowitz. Sorry. William T. Wondolowski said, Yes, Ray, I am with you on this one. Paul Roma, not the one that I would have picked. Ooh. Ooh. Steven Stonebreaker said, WWE pushing Barry Horowitz in 1995 has to be it for me. Uh, Stephen Oak said, The 123 kid beating Razor Ramon. Well, that's two of them for that one. Tim, Tim Rice said, uh, Tim Horner pinning Road Warrior Hawk with a roll. Yeah, Tim Horner. And he included. He included uh, the video as well. And uh, James Cavanaugh said Barry Horowitz pinning Chris Candido. Lots of Barry Horowitz. He seems to be the WWE's eternal uh, jobber. Uh, the Chris Cross is the Mulkies. Do you remember those guys beating the Gladiators? I don't recall the name. They, oh. I, I want you to go look that. That's your homework for today, Elio. You go uh, You okay. go look them up. You're going to have a laugh. The Mulkies are pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Lass Henger says Rick Cross, the Mulkies beating anyone. That <laughs> was shocking. To which Rick Ross replied, I think that's the only one they ever had. And Lance Henniger replied with again, I know at one point they were the number 13 contenders for the U.S. tag team battles. Well, the, Jeez, the number what? 13 contenders. I didn't even know there were 13 tag teams contending for the U.S. tag team belts. Back then. 
John Lewis said Barry Horowitz first, uh, and I think his only victory, I forget who he pinned. And uh, somebody answered, uh, Aaron Anthony Bolin said uh, it was Skip of the Body Adonis. Yeah. And of course, Rick Ackerman, the last, uh, oh no, no, we got, wow, we got a lot of comments on this one. Rick, a- Rick Ackerman says, Ackerman, sorry, says the Mulkey brothers winning the NWA tag team titles during a televised event caused three weeks of Mulkey mania. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's see. Actually, uh, someone uh, brought up the Brooklyn Brawler pinning the Red Rooster. Wow, isn't that painful to say? <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler, Red Rooster in wrestling? Yeah, Jose Goose Guzman. That was Jose Goose Guzman. Okay. Uh, Jason Jason up. Feller once again said, yours, the one, two, three kid beating Razor Ramon in a non-main mm-hmm. event match. With, to which Michael Pichelli replied with, Jason Feller came here to say this or Santana, Santino beating Umaga. Yeah, that was that, Ooh, that was a good one. I remember that one too. Yeah, and uh, we have a uh, Doge Singh saying Maven eliminating the Undertaker count. Hmm. All right. Um, is he talking about the Royal Rumble? I think so. Yes. And then we have Brandon Lee Richardson, Jason Arnett, two years before he became Joy Abs, defeating Ahmed Johnson by reverse disqualification in October '97. My first time seeing a winner, a jobber, win a match. Ooh. Then he also put, then again, not the first time I've seen it happen. I forgot that i seen Tony Williams beat Scotty Too Hottie on May 1st episode of Shotgun, which I believe was Scotty's second televised match. So I didn't know if he was a superstar because I forgot he beat Leaf Cassidy. Oh, remember Leaf Cassidy? I also know on Raw recently <laughs> that before. That was terrible. Yeah, wow. Leaf Cassidy. You know what? Going through a lot of this junk, man, some of this question brought up a lot of terrible wrestlers and a lot of terrible <laughs> gimmicks. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm not sure how we're going to have to top that one uh, for next week, but uh, I do know uh, today's poll is going to be tied in, and I'm not going to bring up the poll till after we do the Book of Shame because we have someone going into the Book of Shame this week, and oh. and we're going to see if me and Ellie are just being super hard on this guy. We're going to put the poll up if you think this guy is a legitimate good wrestler or just a goofball turd ball. You guys will tell us, uh, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, at the end of the episode when we do the uh, Book of Shame. Well, I think it's time now we turn our attention to... Uh, let's start off with some pay-per-views. You know what? We had a lot of pay-per-views this week. And, uh, wow, there was a lot of stuff going on. And let's talk about... Before we get... We're going to end our segments with the last... Our four regular shows. But I thought right now we take a look at some of the uh, the two pay-per-views that were uh, happening this week. Plus a bit of our New Japan news. First of all, let's take a look at... Um, at Impact, Impact doing a show, okay. which um, had a, had some had some interesting re- repercussions for sure. Going in here, uh, the name of the thing was called uh, Rebellion, and it was held in mm-hmm. Toronto. Uh, I'm going to go quickly through some of it. I'm going to skip some of the dumb crap and uh, stuff we don't really know. Uh, it started off with a five man scramble match where we had Petey Williams, Cousin Jake, that would be Jake Deaner, Eddie Edwards, oh. Ace Austin, Aiden Prince, and Jack Christ against each other in a scramble match. First pinfall wins. It ends up that uh, oh man, our good friend Ace Austin winning this one. Now, the thing, <coughs> the one thing that stuck out in my head the most about this, okay, was uh, well, two things really, both involving Eddie Edwards. The first one, Eddie Edwards coming down and being announced, but at the same time. He was also – they announced Kenny as if Kenny was like a person coming down with him. <laughs> oh, His no. Candlestick. Yeah. They announced a company what, with why? Kenny. Why? I've never heard anyone what? announce uh, a weapon. <laughs> That's a first for me, uh, uh, a candlestick getting an, an official introduction. Yeah, and then uh, – you know Ace Austin does that stupid little thing where he whips out this little magician's cane like a 12-year-old doing magic – well, more like a 10-year-old doing magic tricks. Uh, he pulls out this stupid cane – and then he decides he's going to try and maybe fight uh, Eddie Edwards' candlestick <laughs> with this. Oh, no. Luckily, somebody drags oh, no. him out of the ring before he gets his uh, butt handed to him. So, uh, pretty pedestrian match. Ace, Ace Austin winning. It was eh, okay stuff. Um, probably the the weakest match on this, just for uh, straight work rate, would have to be uh, Scarlet Bordeaux beating mm-hmm. Rohit Raju, pinning him. Can you believe oh. that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I got to admit, Scarlet Bordeaux. Wow, she's right up there with Io Shirai for me and uh, and Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Um, In, Impact, she loves their intergender matches. Yeah, and man, they do. They like. <laughs> does she realize she's wrestling in uh, like leather panties? Like you know, it, it, it's definitely 
That's definitely some kind of dominatrix underwear she's wearing. I, I okay, uh, and it seems Impact has no uh, no qualms about showing lots of close-ups on her butt a lot wearing that. And I guess I'm okay with that. Um, in our ongoing ridiculousness, we'll probably you'll probably have to mention this in the show, uh, the lead up to it. But uh, Moose and the North. Now the North is uh, uh, Ethan Page and uh, Josh Alexander. Uh, teaming yep. teaming up against the Rascals, and man, they laid a beating on the Rascals. They weren't so rascally after this, I'll tell you that. Um, I'm not sure what to say to that. I mean, you knew it was coming, right? I mean, the Rascals seriously did not stand much of a chance to begin with against Moose. Now he brings in two legitimate, uh, you know, a legitimate tag team with him. It was pretty obvious where right. this was going. Um, next match surprised me a lot. Impact champion uh, Taya Valkyrie uh, keeping her belt against Jordan Grace. Uh, I thought for sure Jordan Grace was going to win this. She looked great out there. She was so powerful. And, uh, you know, Valkyrie uh, weaseled out of it pretty well. And I guess it was good because now I want to see the rematch. You know, I thought for sure. Yeah, that was a, that was a surprise. I, I thought for sure that uh, they'd give it the belt to Jordan Grace. Yeah. Um, next one, you know what? Um, man, Sammy Callahan disgusts me. Um, <laughs> Sammy Callahan losing to Rich Swan in a no-DQ uh, OVE bad from ringside match, which included staple guns and all sorts of oh. stupid crap. Oh, no. Weapons. Oh, and you no. know how I feel about this stuff. Not digging it. Yep. And then the grossest thing in the world, you know, Callahan spits at Swan. Swan grabs the spit and eats it off his face. I mean, <laughs> Ew. come on, guys. You know. What is going on? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've never heard of hepatitis C before because if anyone's going to get it, it's going to be Sammy Callahan, that dirty. Anyways, um, we went on with... Uh, Gail Kim versus Tessa Blanchard, which was actually a really good match. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know we haven't seen a lot from Tessa lately, except for all these stupid vignettes and jumping people and kind of junk. Uh, it was great to see her put on this great match and pin Gail Kim cleanly. Uh, it was a really, really, uh, a really good match, and I think it kind of it did a lot here. It really elevated uh, Tessa Blanchard in the eyes of a lot of people, and I think you know it was good to see Gail Kim come back for one night, and then. And apparently, uh, she uh, posted on Twitter that she's gonna need um, uh, back surgery uh, following that uh, the paper. Gail Kim, yeah, not cool. Speaking about someone who hurt their back, uh, the semi-main event: Brian Cage defeating Johnny Impact for the Impact Wrestling Belt with special guest referee Lance Storm. Now, three or four minutes into this match, you see. Um, you, you you see Impact perform a Spanish fly maneuver on Brian Cage onto like the the um, like the walkway and, and it yep. looks terrible and I swear man the rest of that match you can tell Brian Cage is wrestling hurt and uh, sure enough after the match straight after he you know got the belt went to the back they rushed him to the hospital uh, he had some uh, some lower back damage not sure how serious it's going to be but he was definitely hurt um, and hey your best buddy. Michael Elgin coming out at the end telling uh oh my God. telling uh <laughs> I'm sorry Michael Elgin makes me laugh I'm sure you're mistaken yeah, I'm not mistaken that he came out but uh, yes I am mistaken there's no way I could you there's no way you'd say he was your friend but uh he comes out gets in Cage's face says he's going to um you know come after the belt and then attacks Cage so uh, Cage taking a double beating. And yeah, and then, you know what? We talked about this before, and I think this will be at the final wrap-up of uh, LAX versus uh, the Lucha Brothers in a full Metal Mayhem match, which pretty much means anything goes. It was a crazy match. The winners of the match mm-hmm. were LAX. At the end, they all decided to uh, that this was it. They all hugged each other out and said, you know, you know we're, we're family again. And... Mm. I like to say, you know, we talked about this. You said you were getting very sick of it. I said it was nice to see that maybe it would come to a big culmination. And uh, for some reason, I would have thought, but I guess it makes more sense with the Lucha Brothers possibly being signed away exclusively to AEW. I kind of thought maybe the Lucha Brothers were going to come out on LAX here. But I got to say, going into this whole feud, I wasn't the biggest LAX fan, but I really have learned to like this team a lot in the last, uh, since we've been covering them on the show. And watching them a lot closer. LAX is a pretty Mm -hmm. legit, tough team. I like these guys a lot. Now, the the pay-per-view itself, it was okay. It wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't terrible by any means. I'd had some interesting matches. um, And a bunch of of title changes. So, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give it a a thumbs up. All right? All right. Next, let's move over to uh, the Crockett Cup. Oh, no. Who would have thought 
in this day and age, we'd be talking about an NWA pay-per-view. But here it is. The Crockett Cup. The Crockett Cup. I mean, last time, last time I heard the name NWA Crockett Cup was like back in the 80s. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was kind of a, believe it or not, uh, except for the... Except for the times where they had some guys that you've never heard about before, probably, unless you're a super hardcore follow-every-wrestling guy. Um, there were a few guys in here that I'd never heard about, and there were uh, there were a few things that made me go, huh? But it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for all its wrestling, if I was to compare it to, say, the Impact pay-per-view, this, right. this seemed to have a lot more wrestling and a lot more storytelling as opposed to crazy-ass maneuvers or, you know like all over flying crap that sometimes we see that makes no sense. This had a lot of, you know, people were getting a lot of reactions from just the story and, and it was good. Okay. Now I'm going to start off. There was a battle Royal that, and, and let folks, let's be honest here. There is no way in hell we can honestly tell you how the teams that got here got here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, ROH had a few qualifying matches, but I mean, half the guys that are in here weren't in these qualifying matches. So who knows where the hell they qualified. But, uh, <laughs> Let, let's take a look at, uh, at at the card itself. So it started off with the Battle Royal, and the Battle Royal had a bunch of um, mixed teams in there, and the winning team would get added into the brackets. And it ended up okay. it ended up that the winning team was Tom Latimer and Royce Isaac. Now Tom Latimer, you know, was Bram from uh, from back in Impact days. Royce Isaac, oh okay. Royce Isaac, no idea who this guy is, but they looked okay. They made it on, so they're going to be into <coughs> into the first round in a bracket. So, Crockett Cup first round. First match had Flip Gordon and Bandito taking on Stuka Jr. and Guerrero Maya Jr. Um, it was kind of cool to see uh, Flip Gordon come out wearing a sombrero and uh, and um, Bandito wearing like uh, a shirt of uh, Flip Gordon's. You know, it's trying to show that they're a team, even though I don't think these guys have ever teamed together. <laughs> and the only thing I I the only thing that I question about this whole thing is. Why did Bandito not team up with any Lifeblood member? Uh, that seems a little weird to me, but okay. Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, really fun match. Stuka Jr. and Guerrero Maya Jr. Now, I've seen Stuka Jr. before. Uh, he was doing these crazy-ass moves, dude. I have This is scary crap. He would go to the top rope, and then he would like be facing... His opponent would be on the floor with his back to his opponent. He would literally leap off, spin, and come down blind. Like a tor- like a torpedo, oh. he did that. Ma- wow. He did that a couple times, and I'm thinking, there is no way in hell you could pay me to do that. <laughs> that is scary. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in the end, uh, Flip Gordon Bandito winning to advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, a, be- a g- two guys I've never heard of before called the War Kings, who were kind of like I guess I don't know a, the uh, indie light version of the War, the Vikings or the Experience or whatever the hell they are. Uh, yeah, I still, I still call them the War Raiders. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> so the War Kings taking on uh, Latimer and Royce Isaacs. Uh, Royce Isaacs and Latimer making it through. So not only do they win the Battle Royal, but they win the first round match to go to the second round. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> this next match, I mean, if you thought anyway in the world that the Rock and Roll Express were going to beat the Briscoes, you have been drinking Elio's water. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I, I because I although uh, I didn't get a chance to check the pay per view out, I, I didn't see the results. When I saw the name Rock and Roll Express, I was trying to figure out how in the world that even that match even happened. I don't know, <laughs> but I do know it was. Well, you got the Briscoes, who are probably one of the best tag teams in the world right now. These guys are. On point, man. Yeah. The Rock and Roll Express, they can't even throw sure. drop kicks anymore, man. <laughs> you know, their trademark moves. They didn't do <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express. They didn't do a lot in this match. Uh Ricky Morton got bloodied a lot. Um Robert Gibson <laughs> tried to make the big save, but in the end the Briscoes just took it over. It was it was I don't know. I guess I get the idea of the uh, nostalgia of it, but wow. Not sure. I'm telling you when I, when I, when I was a kid, uh I had like a collection of uh, black and white magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I started collecting the wrestling magazines in the eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, Rock and Roll Express was one of the teams I learned, first learned about. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, moving forward, here's a match that I wish I would have loved to have seen live. Um, we had the team of Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata mm-hmm. from uh, New Japan taking on uh, PCO and Brody King. 
Ooh. Great match. Uh, you know uh, when uh, Kojima throws you in the corner and does those slaps where he just stands there and slaps the crap out of you? <laughs> yes. He did that to uh, PCO, and PCO turned around and did it to him. <laughs> wow. Uh, PCO is I, – I cannot – you know, we may have a book of shame. Sometimes I wish we had a book of uh, fame because, man, PCO is just one of the coolest guys right now out there. Uh, I want to see this guy live wrestle. He He's incredibly fun. Oh yeah. This one's definitely one of my favorites. And Brody King is like a freak, man. He is so big. Like, his body size, like, even standing next to him, PCO. And PCO is a big dude. PCO mm-hmm. looks like kind of like a miniature compared to Brody King. Brody King is just everything about him is big. His shoulders, his legs. There's nothing about this guy that's thin. You know, he's just a giant trunk. And I'm not talking fat, people. We're just talking like a guy who's who's just freakishly big. I mean, he must be at least 6'7", six, 6'8", six, because he's massive. Wow. Um, great match. Really enjoyed it. But uh, PCO and Brody King advancing into the next round. Um, mm-hmm. Then we had a women's match for the NWA uh, vacated NWA um, women's title. Got Now, this was an interesting match for me. It had uh, uh, Sienna taking on Santana Garrett. And uh, fans, I've, I've met Santana Garrett. And I do have an interview with her somewhere in the vault. Maybe someday we'll pull that one out. But... Uh, Santana Garrett, awesome lady. She did not win the title. I was surprised. She is a former NWA Women's Champion. This is Sienna's first win. Sienna wins it. Uh, definitely all attitude and meanness in this girl, but a good-looking girl, but very mean. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs taking on Flip Gordon and Bandito. Can you guess who won, who won this match? I'm going to guess who is uh, Latimer and uh, Isaac. Nice. Most people would have guessed uh, Gordon and Bandito, but you're right. Latimer and Royce. These guys went right through the Battle Royal, right through round one, right through round two into the finals. Give, give them credit. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Briscoes versus uh, PCO and, and Brody King. This match really disappointed me because it wasn't much of a match. Okay. It, it, they wrestled for just a couple of minutes, and then the Briscoes freaked out, started throwing ring like chairs <laughs> into the ring. Then they attacked the referee and beat the hell out of him. Uh, they basically got themselves disqualified and kicked out of the tournament. Wow. I really wanted to see a good match between these guys, but I guess maybe ROH is saving it for themselves. Put that in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, this one, I'm, I'm going to give props here. <coughs> NWA National Champion Willie Mack putting his belt up against Colt Cabana. And uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, WPOV has been pretty hard on Colt Cabana for the last while. Uh, the last time, the last few times I saw him, especially in uh, in the New Japan Cup that we were watching, I was kind of impressed with him. Uh, he actually beat Willie Mack here for the NWA National Title, and, wow. and it was a clean and it was a good victory. And it was it was interesting to watch Colt not play the goofy crap. You know, he he played it pretty straight laced. And showed off his wrestling ability. And uh, one... Th- yeah, because usually he does his, uh, like his comedy yeah. routine. There was no comedy routine in here. And I think one thing that, uh, because we don't see Colt Cabana wrestle a lot, I think we forget how big this dude is. Because Willie Mack is a pretty big dude. He was a little bit bigger than Willie Mack. So that ought to tell you that maybe we don't always remember how big Colt Cabana really is. Um, so he wins the belt. And then uh, James Storm... <laughs> Can you believe it? James Storm, of all people, comes out and uh, tells uh, tells Colt he's coming for his belt. <laughs> James Storm. James wow, Storm. where's he been? Where's he been? Uh, I don't know. The old age home? <laughs> Getting his hips replaced? I don't know. Uh, now, I'm not going to bore you with all the stuff. There was a whole bunch of ceremony stuff with uh, the Crockett Cup thing going on. But uh, they had Nikita Koloff, who uh, – Nikita Koloff – such a cool guy. I, I once had a, uh, I had a 25-minute interview with him that was awesome, talking about uh, back in those days. Uh, man, we're going to have to crack out some vault stuff sometime soon. We'll talk to the president and see which ones we can pull out. Because, I mean, I, I'm, right. looking at, uh, I'm looking at uh, Nikita Koloff. I'm looking at Santana Garrett. Heck, I'm even looking at uh, – I would love to put out an interview that I did with Nick Aldis. Uh, oh. Now, before we get into talking about Nick Aldis, let's do uh, – the, the the final of the the, the Crockett Cup, uh, the team of PCO and Brody King defeat uh, Latimer and uh, Isaacs, and so PCO winning the thing. Uh, 
He is now a Crockett Cup winner. He's won the ROH title. Man, this guy has had nice. a great year. Good job. And you know what? You know what that else that means? Not only do they win uh, the Crockett Cup, they are also the NWA World Tag Team Champions. You know this. This guy is actually uh, the perfect uh, example of uh, the question that we asked earlier in the poll. Yeah, you know why? You're right. I didn't even think about that because remember when he was that stupid pirate dude that was just terrible. He was Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Oh. He was a part of the Quebecers. He was, was he a tag team champion, but like still. Wasn't he one of the Mounties too at the end, like the third Mountie or something like that? I'll have to check that. I can't remember. I kind of I kind of think in the back of my head he was one of the Mounties at the end. But we'll see. Yeah, the Quebecers. They were, the, Jacques was the Mountie, then uh, when he was with Pierre, they were the Quebecers. Okay, because okay, okay, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure the Quebecers were two brothers, the Rougeau brothers. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I. Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll both look it up, and I'll, 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 I'll even not admit that I'm wrong if I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the main event, now, fa- folks. This is a really good match. Uh, I'm gonna try and uh, try and get uh, our good friend Ellie here to take a look at it. Nick Aldis okay. defeats Marty Skrull. Uh Very solid match. I know Nick Aldis is uh, not exactly hailed in great light at all times even though he's been champion for he's been nw champion for a while he was the global force champion for a while um i had this great interview with the guy the guy is brilliant i mean i remember it was one of those weird interviews where i had a chance to talk to a guy and they said oh yeah it's nick aldis and in my head i'm like okay he's a name but i don't really know much about him except he was in impact and he was you know some gladiator dude and you know magnus or whatever and i wasn't really keen on the interview but like five minutes into the interview, and I'm sitting there listening to this guy tell the most incredible stuff, and I'm just thinking to myself, I really lucked out because this is a really enjoyable interview. And uh, Nick Aldis, I came out of that interview with such respect for the guy that I've been watching him a lot closer now, and uh, he really does have a lot to offer. It's weird that he's with the NWA. They're probably spending a lot of money to keep him. But uh, he's, you know, here's a guy I'm surprised mm-hmm. uh, hasn't hit uh, like a bigger form. You know, I mean, his wife for Pete's sakes, has been in like the WWE for a long time now. Makes you wonder how come yep. she's not getting a he's not getting a chance in there, you know? Yep. All right, now to wrap up the last part of before we get into our regular show is our new <laughs> Japan stuff. All right. Oh. Okay. Now, uh, me and Elio have been a little bit confused about all the different names for the road to Don Taku and blah 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 <laughs> and whatever. But we're going to take a look at the two. I, I know I, I got you to take a look, and I want to get your uh, comment on some of these matches. And I know your voice isn't the best. You've been sick. But uh, let's start off, first of all, uh, the Road, Don Taco, and Hiroshima, which had the main event being the tag team, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Yo and Sho, putting their belts up against Bushi and Shingo. That match, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. What did you like about it? I just like like all the action, like uh, nonstop throughout the whole match, and just uh, I noticed some. Um, it's either Sho or Yo. Is there like a history yes. between one of them and a uh, Shingo? Yes, Yo and Yo has been determined that he is going to uh, to someday. Oh no, sorry, it's Sho. Sorry, I get the mix up. Sho is very determined that his dream is to beat Shingo physically because Shingo is known as to be one of the strongest. Uh, junior heavyweights well show is considered to be actually one of the strongest guys on the new japan uh lock in the locker room you know his size may not show it but he's incredibly strong man and he has been obsessed with getting a win over shingo and i okay. and i think that really showed in this match how he went at shingo constantly and constantly mm-hmm. and swear when they were standing in the middle of the ring trading like forearms trading chops trading blocks like trading everything <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know what? I, I got to say it. You know what? I do not for one second believe that Shingo is a junior heavyweight. There is no way <laughs> that guy's weight is under 220 pounds. He is a lot bigger than every other junior heavyweight. But really good match. And then we moved to the next night where they were in Komoto, Japan. Uh, okay. The main event there. I mean, we don't talk about all the a lot of matches in there because a lot of them are just leading up to the to what's going to be the main events coming up at Dontaku. I do have to mention right. uh, there was a tag team championship match where uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa put up their belts against mm-hmm. Toru Yano and Togi Makabe with Makabe and Yano not getting close even. It was it was a Bullet Cub uh, sweep in that one. But the, ma- okay. the main event, uh, Hiroyoko Goto versus Jay White. Now, what did you mm. think of this match? 
okay. The Smash for me was okay. Like, I didn't enjoy it as much as the tag team. Okay. I have to say. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a good match, you know. But, and, uh, I believe, wait, uh, who was it that won again? Uh, Jay White. I, Jay White won, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. For me, it was just, it was a good match, but I enjoyed the tag team more. Okay. Uh, you gotta feel sorry for Goto. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy is the, the perennial top guitar, you know, top card loser. He has, he rarely wins the big ones. Um. Jay White is, and plus, uh, again, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of uh, either Goto or White. Like White, maybe a bit more than Goto. Okay, did did Go did White at least impress you a little bit? White White is uh, impressing me a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I'm starting to see what uh, New Japan sees in him. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> so fans, we have coming up then next week. We'll be talking about the road. Not not even the road. We'll be talking about Don Taku. Find out all that stuff's going on. Uh, we have been blabbering for a good 36 minutes now. I think we should take a little bit of a break here. And uh, oh, yeah. when we get back, <laughs> when we get back, we are telling you the whole show now. <laughs> as we cover <laughs> four shows that uh, we cover every week. So fans, uh, we'll see you in a bit. This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Hey folks, we're back. Uh, wow. That was a lot of wrestling, and we haven't even got to our regular parts of the show. But I'm already, I'm already tired out, and we haven't even gone <laughs> into. Well, this is the portion of the show where we usually split it in half, but we're going to do it in one shot here. We're going to talk about the All four right. shows we watch <laughs> weekly. That's not on top of the New Japan and any pay per views that we cover. Let's start off with WWE NXT UK. All right. All right. Uh, we're in Brooklyn, New York. Are they ever returning to England? By the way, it seems like we've been in Brooklyn, New York for quite a long time. They like to. They like to. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like the confusion. They record show. They do tapings like weeks in advance, and then they air it at later dates. Yeah. At least they do it a little better than MLW, which is still. You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a match that we already talked about three weeks ago at Battle Ride. So, anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> Opening match, your favorite uh, match luchador, Ligero, versus your favorite wash-up wrestler, Cassius Ono. <laughs> I'm sure you're mistaken about the one, but I, I do have to say, Ligero does ha- is, is talented. It's just that stupid mask. Just, if he only got rid of it and got like, a different one. Yeah, I guess. You know, he, Well, he's pretty skinny and small, so maybe it's what he has going for. I don't know. Yeah. But I like to call this the battle of who the hell cares. Um <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Cassius Ono cared. He got the three count. It was an okay match. Uh, whatever, you know. I'm going to skip all the talking and blah, blah, blah. Nothing really yep. set up anything important. Uh, Kaylee Ray versus Jai Lee. I hope I said her name right. Um, <laughs> Zaya Lee. Are you sure it's Zaya? Uh, okay. Yeah, Zaya Lee. Okay. Um, Kaylee Ray looking pretty good. Uh, I'm expecting more. They're obviously positioning some kind of... Piper Niven, Kaylee Ray, possibly Rhea Ripley thing going on. But with Rhea Ripley kind of hurt, that might put that in the back burner for a little while. Mm. Poor, you know, we should all take a moment and think of how beautiful Rhea Ripley is. Man, she ain't no, she ain't no Alanis, but she's getting pretty close. All right. Um, your favorite mouthpieces, Zach Gibson and James Drake, uh, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about them? Uh, okay. Main event. The greatest name of a tag team ever. <laughs> Mustache Mountain. Trent Seven and Tyler oh, Bates boy. defeating Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. You know what? It was kind of fun to see an all-out, balls to the wall, fun, no cheating, talented wrestling match. As much as we make fun of Mustache Mountain, they always have some great matches. Yeah, they do. I like them. So you know, um, overall, um, I would give this car. I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, first of all, it loses points for not having uh, any Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ooh, it, okay. it loses points for not actually being in England. I'm getting pretty sick of seeing uh, from Brooklyn. Um, it def it does gain points for not having Ginny on there. So okay, yes, good. it gained some points back there, but having to see Cassius Ono and his flabby old body running around that uh, that also uh, <laughs> that that lost some points for. Me. So I'm going to give it a B minus. It wasn't great. It wasn't middle of the road. It was okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll just say it was okay. All right. So why don't we turn it over and talk a little bit about Impact. What do you got on the Impact side? Impact Wrestling. Oh, boy. So I'm going to do the same and skip like all the talking and stuff. 
So the first match, AIDS, Austin defeats Aiden Prince with the full blockbuster. Man, you had no one coming in just by the look at them that Aiden Prince really had no chance, right? And again, uh, of course, Ace Austin had to take out that stupid uh, Ace and uh, and, uh, give a... Prince of Paper Cut. Oh, brother. Ah, Ace Austin. We're going to get to you later, buddy. We're going to get to you later. <laughs> then we had, uh, okay, I'm just going to say Rosemary defeated the undead Maid of Honor whenever. Doesn't that make your tongue burn? Okay, next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer Cross defeats Willie Mack. I'm liking Killer Cross. You know, I, he talks too much. <laughs> and, and it's not that exciting but sometimes he's interesting in the beginning his character was super interesting i think they really oversaturated it with the stuff with him and uh, johnny impact kind of and, and it's not funny because when when yeah, he was feeding with johnny impact we were talking about how we're so sick of seeing killer cross yeah. and now we're like we're getting behind him yeah well the thing is obviously you got to get away from him from johnny impact uh yep. let him wrestle some guys and you know what i love willie Mac. so you know, if you can beat Willie Mack and look that good doing it, props to you. Then we had the Deaners uh, making their debut, defeating Hollow Beefcake. I don't even know who these guys are. I don't think I think I remember one of the names from weeks back. Uh, and in the main event, it was Brian Cage and LAX defeating Johnny Impact and the Lucha Brothers. Now that's, that one really confused me because doesn't it seem like in the feud of LAX versus uh, the Lucha Brothers that the Lucha Brothers are the good guys here? Yeah, and here they're teaming up with Johnny Impact who's a heel. Yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, it confused me. Like <laughs> The heel tag team's with the good guy and the, the, the face tag team is with the bad guy. I, yeah, that was a little confusing for me. Um, yeah, okay match. Yeah, it was what it was. So, um, I don't know. Um, maybe either, maybe a, a C. I'm going to go with a C. Yeah, I'm going to go with a C too. Uh, there was not a lot of wrestling for a two-hour show. Did you notice that? You haven't really said so many matches for, for how long. No, yeah. <laughs> there, were, there, there, were, there were more segments, more, but then this was a lead-up to uh, Sunday's uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, so we didn't really have to go too much into it because we already talked about the pay-per-view. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C also, okay? Now let's get into MLW, Major League Wrestling. MLW. Now, okay. this week's uh, – oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> as much as I love oh Teddy Hart and his gang, oh this no. stuff with uh, the dynasty has just got to – I don't know. It's just dumb. So I want to I want to see if I understand this right, Elio. Last week, Teddy Hart got arrested for throwing a brick through MJF's <laughs> car, right? They dragged him away, right? But this week – he steals MJF's car, leaves garbage and condoms inside of it, and yet he doesn't get in trouble for that. What, where the hell's the well, logic well, of this? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, the first match coming out of here, we had... Oh, first of all, did you catch their... their uh, MLW has announced that they are going to do a new belt, an <laughs> open weight. So I guess I mean... I guess Faddle, Barrington Hughes, and AC Romero might have a chance at something here, but they're going to do an open weight belt. They're going to have four contenders battle for it. So uh, I don't know who that's going to be. An open weight belt? I thought never already has one. That's New Japan, though. This is MLW. Just another company, dude. Wow. So I don't know where they're going with that. They have a big. They have a couple of really fat, gross guys on the. I guess it's the fat guy belt, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to ask Tony. He probably knows about fat guy belts. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyways. Speaking about guys who need to not skip meals are uh, Jordan Oliver versus Cotto Brazil. Oh, did I lose you, Elio? No. <laughs> Co- Jordan, uh, I'm seeing of uh, Jordan. Uh, who's Jordan Oliver? Oh my God, he looks like a uh, Eminem's smaller brother. He's this little white guy who's dressed like a like a black rapper, I guess. I don't know. He's okay. He's got like. <laughs> his hair and a, I don't know you just have to look up this guy he's skinny little okay. dude no because I, I know I know Coda Brazil and did you know or, I, I yeah. never noticed this but when they were talking about Coda Brazil they said he was five foot four is <laughs> that possible I'm five foot three I, I but then when I looked at at the referee versus Coda Brazil Coda Brazil isn't very tall I'm, okay uh anyways him and Jordan Oliver had this match uh lots of all over the stuff Coda Brazil still rocking the eye patch playing off of uh 
you know. Oh, no, still. All these weeks later. Yeah, yeah, he's still wearing it. Uh, he gets the <laughs> upper hand in this match, and out comes Selena and Ricky, whatever his name is, the guy who supposedly, uh, Ricky Martinez. Martinez, the guy who supposedly blinded him, uh, comes out and uh, they distract him. Jordan Oliver comes in behind with the roll-up win and acts like he just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, we find out that uh, some big fat dude from uh, Austria is going to get a shot against Tom Lawler coming up. Uh, okay. This guy named Avalanche, I guess he was in the uh, Battle Riot. I remember seeing him. Um, then they have a, a little setup where they have Brian Pillman Jr. getting jumped by the Dynasty. And they put a chair under his arm and beat the crap out of him in the uh, trainer's room just before the match coming up. Okay. Now, before that match, oh, yeah. they had your buddy and mine, Ace Austin, uh, <laughs> losing to Ray Horace in a very action, oh. which is actually a fun match. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there are parts of it that were a little, I don't know, there are parts of it that dragged a bit, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, sometimes okay. sometimes Ray Horace, that's the problem with poor Ray Horace, man. You know, he's in this company and they're using him, but he looks like a step down when you see Ray Phoenix in there, you know? Okay. So, yeah, Ray Horace did okay, gets the victory. Um, then we had the main event and, uh, this of course was right out of battle riot. We've talked about it before. Richard holiday, Alexander Hammerstone and Maxwell, Jacob Friedman defeating Brian Pillman, Jr. Davey boy, Smith, Jr. And Teddy Hart in a la- in a tables match. Alexander Hammerstone looks so out of place in that, in that group because the other two are supposed to be like, like rich guys. Yeah. Uh, but I'm confused on what the Hammerstone's role is in that group. Uh, I think he's the only legitimately tough guy. <laughs> um, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a good match. I feel, you know, Teddy Hart and uh, Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy Smith was pretty incredible in this match. Uh, they did something earlier where they talked where they took a poll with people and asked people who they wanted to see get a title shot and. Tons of people. The clear-cut winner was Davy Boy Smith Jr. People, MLW Ooh. fans, want to see him take on uh, Tom Lawler. So that would be interesting. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. So, you know, the match starts with uh, with Hart and Smith Jr. out there like on a two-on-three thing. The, the match goes on. They're, they're winning, dominating. Brian Pillman Jr. comes like, you know, staggering out all beat up, tags himself in, and then goes through a table and causes the match. So a bit of a letdown there. Um Overall, it was a fun match, uh, a fun card. I like the show a lot. I'm going to give this one a B plus, and I'm in- okay. I'm interested to see next week's because apparently next week the whole show will be executively produced by Selena Dila, whatever her name is. Oh no! So who knows where that's going to go? She actually threatened the announcer that she better learn English or better learn Spanish, or she may get fired next week. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So that leaves us uh, with Ring of Honor. Tell us about the Ring of Honor. Now, this was, um, now, Ring of Honor this week. We opened the show with Silas Young versus Jonathan Gresham. Was he missing his mustache? Nah, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. So, uh, this was a pretty good, this was a pretty good match, actually. It really was. Uh, Gresham may be small, but he's interesting. And Silas Young, I think, is really underrated as a wrestler. He re- and like Silas Young uh, wrestled most of the match, where uh, the commentators were saying it was like Gresham showing more of the heelish tactics. Interesting. And and the, in the main event, it was Briscoe's defeating Silverado and Caristico. You know, once again, the Briscoe showing why, even as no matter if they're good guys or bad guys, they really know how to dominate a match. They really know how to. Mm-hmm. They really know how to take control, and they're spectacular. You know. Yep. Uh, there's something to be said about tag teams made of brothers, like legitimate real brothers. They seem to be able to read each other, and they're there for each other, like boom. Yep. So overall, how would you have re- so over- how would you have rated this uh, week's? I'm gonna give the the ROH a B because uh, Silas Young versus Jonathan Gresham. Like I said, I really enjoyed that match. It was it was really well done. I'm gonna give it a B minus, just for the simple fact is the wrestling was good, but once again, it still mm-hmm. lacked the feeling of a show. It just still felt like the old days of ROH where you could throw on like a uh, uh, one of their videos and just watch matches. You know what I mean? But also, it looks like um, it looks like uh, there's it's it looks the same. Their stage setup always looks the same as it did at the center stage theater. It's like you walk down the steps, you're already in the ring. Yeah, it's it's there's no um, there's no uniqueness to each show. Yeah. It could be anywhere. Of course. 
Of course, the only, uh, the one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning, we had Matt Taven's promo, and, uh, Flip Gordon comes out and announces that he's been named the new challenger for Taven's championship. Yeah, that makes no sense, eh? But okay. Whatever. <laughs> That's in the, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was weird. Like, I don't understand where they came out of, how they I, came up to that decision. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're forgetting the biggest rule in wrestling. You do not apply logic to it. It, it just doesn't mesh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know what, folks? Obviously, another fun week of wrestling. A lot of wrestling for us this week. Um, I think it's time we have a little fun and we dip in <laughs> to the Hall of Shame. Oh, and guess here we. And go. guess what, Elio? What's I up? have a nomination for the Hall of Shame this week. Oh, oh, oh boy. And okay. Crack it open and start reading out who we have and see if they get removed first. Maybe they're taking. Maybe our new person will be taking up someone's space. I don't know. NXT backstage interviewer that we still don't know your name. Um, you know what? I am going to keep the fashionista hate alive and say, you say that word, you go in the Hall of Shame. I almost should go on it for saying it this week, but I'm not going to because I run the Hall of Shame. <laughs> Next. Next, we have Facade. Oh, Facade. You're staying in there for a long time. Until you get a haircut. And some new gear, and I don't know. You need something, brother. But have you have have we seen him lately? Because uh, I I don't, I don't remember seeing him anymore after that one appearance. I know. I mean, that is how shameful he was. He got one <laughs> appearance, and he gets to be in the sh- the book of shame for this long. Maybe he heard about our book of shame, but he decided not to show his face anymore. You would think. You would think these people would listen to the show and like dummy up. You know. <laughs> I, you think facade Thanks, get a haircut? You think Sammy Callahan would quit wrestling and Tommy Dreamer would jump off a bridge. These things should happen. Okay, anyways, go on. Next, we have that uh, word that you love so much. Uh, always in there. Uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, gross. You're in there. <laughs> Madman Fulton. Ugh, ugh, OVE, you deserve your own wing. Next. Uh, Nigel McGuinness. How are you feeling about this? Do you think it's time to pick Nigel out of there, or does he still get to be in there for a little more punishment? You know what? Let's uh, give it one more week, and then I will... Uh... You're right. If he says it next week, though, dude, if I hear it any time out of Nigel McGuinness's mouth, here's what I'll do. Next week, Nigel, if you don't say it, you're out. But if we hear it one more time out of your mouth, you're going in for a year. <laughs> oh. And you're one across, Tom. <laughs> Not when I run the Hall That's of Shame, it. damn it. <laughs> no. TJ's award in the book in the die controls hall of shame. <laughs> you do too, my friend. You you're we're caretakers of this hallowed place. Well, no, I I, I read the names. You book them. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Oh, Sammy, you're one of the reasons we started this book. And hey, uh, you should get. You know what? I'm actually saying that we put an asterisk beside him because he is disgustingly oh. spitting all the time. <laughs> And sweating like a pig. That stuff's got to stop or you're going to get in the basement of the Hall of Shame. <laughs> what, what, what is it with Sky like spitting lately? Like, I don't And I've never seen I don't know. one wrestler do that so as much as he does. Well, you know what? Talking about this, you, I actually have two nominations now. Yes, go on. Okay. Uh, we have the Chris Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the OVE. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Are you still alive? Okay, yes. You stay in there, Tommy Dreamer. I'll let you out when we do your memorial show. <laughs> oh. But he's got to be. Okay, so is the guy, 70? He's, he's, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Who's your other nomination? Okay, nomination number one. And, of course, I may control it sometimes, but Elio has a say. If Elio does not agree with this nomination, he doesn't go in. But I am nominating this week Ace Austin. You just made the book! Oh, shame. Ace Austin, this ridiculous card-playing, uh, pull-out-the-magic-wand plastic crap that you buy at, like, what, Walmart for 10-year-olds? No, no, that's stupid, man. You're making it look stupid. Now, actually, I'm going to say, because you keep bringing this up, I'm gonna, this must have been... Sunday night must have been the first time he did this. I, no, I actually went back, and I just think we didn't pay much of attention to it, but he's been pulling the stupid cane thing out for a couple weeks now. Oh, okay. I guess I just never Yeah, noticed. I never noticed it too much until this week, and then it just really annoyed me. Because I didn't notice it was a stupid card that he always pulls out, that ace or whatever. Although, you know what? You could be right. I mean, he was on three. I had to watch three Ace Austin matches this week. Oh, wow. Every one of them. Uh, While he was on uh, Rebellion, he was on uh, MLW, and he was on. uh, Maybe it was. No, it wasn't the the regular show? 
was the regular impact show. I've seen three matches with him this week anyways. Oh, okay. So I know, and all three, he had that stupid cane thing. So, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to have to, no, I just have to go. Come on. Okay. And are you ready for our next nomination? I'm ready for the next one. Our next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> our next one. I want to nominate Rich Swan. Ooh. Rich Swan. For... It's bad enough that you fight Cat Sammy Callahan. <laughs> it's bad enough you let him spit in your face, but when you pulled it off your face and put it in your mouth, that's just some gross ass crap. <laughs> oh my. That is disgusting, man. Yeah, that's just gross. I mean, Sammy Callahan is the same guy that I watched in, I don't know if it was that match or a match earlier, where he actually was outside of the ring. He spit in the air and caught it in his mouth. What is it with these guys? And uh, no, It's uh, not these guys. Sammy, Sammy Callahan. Rich Swan, I'm sorry. You're going in, buddy. You just you made just the book. book. Oh, shame. You got fired from the WWE, but now you're locked up. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, fans, this has been a it's been a traumatic week for me and uh, Elio. We've been battling sickness. We've been battling a dearth of wrestling. We've been battling the saliva of Sammy Callahan and the disgustingness of Rich Swan. <sighs> it's only days like these I thank Alanis that we get through them, man. <sighs> Oh well, Helio. If not for if not for Landis, I don't know how we get through. All I don't this. know either, man. I do not know either. I mean, Rhea Ripley, yeah, she helps, but I mean, ah, thank you, Landis. Anyways, you know what, folks? Uh, this is what I'm going to throw out the last thing today. Our poll oh, okay. for next week, and this is why. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe hey, let's 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 uh, let's pull a double poll. I want a double poll this week. Okay. We got two polls, and they're going to have to do with the Book of Shame. Poll number one Ooh. is Ace Austin. A credible wrestler or just a hammy goof with all that junk he does with the cards and the blah, 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 blah. When you see him wrestle, do you think he's a credible wrestler or does that crap make him a handball? That's the first one. Number two, it's going to have to do with Rich Swan taking spit in his face and eating it. <laughs> oh, no. Is that not the most disgusting thing you've seen in the last while? Or fans, if it isn't the most disgusting thing you've seen in wrestling, please comment on the boards and tell us. What is the most disgusting thing that you've seen on wrestling? Um, first of all, you know what? Tell them, Elio, tell them all the social media junk that they can get a hold of us at. So you can, uh, well, before we, before we do that, we should bring up the pay-per-view points game that we're going to be uh, having uh, coming up uh, next month. Oh, you know what? I've been so angered at Spit, Saliva, Rich Swan, and Ace Austin, I forgot about our <laughs> own game. <laughs> Folks. So, um... May, May May 25th, AEW will be having their first ever pay-per-view, um, Double or Nothing, and we will be having our very first pay-per-view points game with uh, the winner winning either the the Loot Crate or a $50 Amazon card. Ooh, 50 Now, folks, me and Elio cannot be... Uh, we can enter this and we can even win it, but we can't win the prizes. If, if one of us takes the thing, the prize will go on to the next one. But uh, this is our first uh, pay-per-view points game. And I, I really encourage you, all you got to do is you got to read the rules. You got to like the thing. You got to share it with somebody and be a part of it. Send in your list. Let's see who. Uh, let's see who's savvy here. AEW, this is a whole new beast. I mean, we've been playing points. And of course, it, and, and of course this leads into all of the media, uh, social media where you can find us. But just do all that by going to the Wrestling PV Podcast page on Facebook. Okay. And on uh, Instagram at Wrestling POV and Twitter Wrestling POV1. And you know what, fans? You can find Wrestling POV Podcast on Spotify, uh, MySpace, uh, WhatsApp, uh, <laughs> Crackle, Snapple, and Pop, uh, iHeartRadio. I'm sure um, you're mistaken about all that. Well, not all of it. I'm sure some of it's real. You you can find you can find Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, MySpace. <laughs> And YouTube, MySpace. Uh, what what is it, MySpace? I don't know. I never. I was. I was too young for MySpace. I don't even know what that is. Uh, anyhow, folks, you know what? This has been. Uh, it's been a fun time as always. Talking wrestling. It was a long week. Uh, Elio, I'm by the powers of Alanis. I hope you are going to get better. That's- oh, thank you. I'm on my way. I'm feeling a lot better than I was on a Friday, Thursday, and Friday. Because you know there is going to come a show here where I'm going to be super sick, and you're going to have to carry the whole load, right? Oh. oh. 
Oh, no, I can do that. No, I know you can, brother. You know what, fans? We had a great time this week. Uh, we look forward to next week. Look at those polls. Give us your stories. You know what? Uh, it's been awesome hearing some of your guys' memories and stuff like that. And you know what? If you have some ideas that you want us to talk about on uh, POV Global, if there's maybe somebody we should be looking at, maybe there's a company that we you want us to take a peek at, a wrestler who's breaking out, uh, send us a, drop us a line. And uh, we'll be sure to we, we read all your viewer mail. And, uh, hey, even if you just want to write in and say how much you're a fan of TJ and how you wish you could replace Elio, all you got to do is write those <laughs> <laughs> and uh and if you're ace austin grow up <laughs> if you're sammy callahan keep your body fluids to yourself and rich swan get a better diet disgusting anyways that's it folks i'm your host tj logan the legend himself and with me as always the gentleman elio canella elio say goodbye to the fine folks we will talk to you all next week <laughs> <laughs>